0: It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com here we go here we go In the Giants mobile get them in there let's go part of the Giants podcast network welcome to the newest episode of the Giants huddle podcast John Schmoke with you today's guest New York Post columnist Ian O'Connor. Before we get to Ian, just a reminder, you can find the Giants Hotel Podcast on the Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank at Giants.com slash podcast on the Giants mobile app and your favorite podcast platforms. Now let's get to our guest. is Ian O'Connor. He is back with the New York Papers. He's with the New York Post and his big story over the weekend, a one-on-one interview with Giants co-owner, CEO, and team president, John Mara. Ian, welcome back to the New York Tabloids, my friend, after your short time at ESPN. oh, Thanks
1: so much, uh, John. Much appreciated.
0: All right. Let, let's talk about your interview with, with Mr. Mara. And I think the place I want to start because I think it informs the rest of the interview well, and you make this point uh, early on in your piece, is that he doesn't talk like an owner, and he approaches the team much more like a would can you kind of explain to our audience why you felt it was important to articulate that in your story well it's just uh
1: john it's always struck me and in, in, i've been doing this for about 35 36 years and, and john always stood out as as the owner that i've covered who did talk think and act like your average fan and i told him i, I told him that on the phone uh the other day i said that's a compliment." and and I think you're very relatable and approachable, and I think the fan base, for the most part, sees him that way, and he, he more than any owner... Now listen, I, I got an email from a uh, a diehard Yankee fan who said, well, what about George Steinbrenner? And, and you know, George was almost cartoonish in his fandom, and, and I just think John to me really more represents what the common fan, or how the common fan would react to wins and losses, and you've seen John in and press boxes get mad and and at a turnover, a drop pass, whatever it is. And and so uh, even though he is a, a very wealthy man who owns a, an NFL franchise, a flagship NFL franchise, I, I've just always looked at him that way. So I wanted to point that out. and And frankly, even his understanding that I was starting a new job at a significant outlet that covers his team, when asked to do a one-on-one, he said, yes, yeah, I'll do that because – uh, he thought that this makes sense, and and I don't know if he felt like he was doing me a, a favor, but I think just recognizing that someone who's been around the New York marketplace for a long time, starting a column at the New York Post, yeah, I, I think I should do that. I'm not sure a lot of owners would have said yes to that request, so uh, I felt compelled in that regard, in that context, to, to point that out. But we've all, we all know, you know, John, when you're around John Mara, he... Uh, is so passionate about the week-to-week results of his team. And 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 so I, I wanted to get that point across in writing
0: that column. So big picture first, Ian. From your discussions with him and based on what's in your story, where does John Mara think the Giants are right now in terms of this rebuilding process that has gone on for a few years now and eventually trying to compete for something much bigger than that?
1: I think I think John believes right now this roster can win that division, you know, in part because the division isn't very good, or get that final wild card spot that the roster and some pieces need to be added, of course, but and they will be along the way through the draft and so forth, but that when you look at it right now and you look at the NFC East, there really isn't a great reason to not win that division or at least contend for that or get a one of the final two wild card spots in the postseason tournament now he did not make it a mandate he made that very clear that's just not the way he operates and i think most people understand that but i think he'll be disappointed that this team is not in the playoffs is it possible that the giants in in uh, this upcoming season could miss the playoffs and still show progress i think he would say yes to that but it's been so long since this franchise has won a playoff game and the one thing that struck me is I was a little surprised, uh, John, that he admitted to was that he is concerned that this could mirror the, the dark ages that his father really lived through from 1964 through 1980. And so he's very concerned uh, about repeating that, and he has said often over the years that he wants no part of living through that again, uh, the first time around as the son of Wellington, now as, uh, as someone running the franchise. And I was, I was a little surprised that he conceded that and that that might have been part of the reason why he was willing to invest the kind of free agent money the Giants invested this, uh, in the past few weeks. So uh, that, that struck me as here's a man who really, really wants to get back in the playoffs and have the Giants be the Giants again. And by that, I mean the 2005 through 2011 Giants. I think he believes that this franchise right now has the right coach for sure and the right quarterback to get to a point where in the next five to seven years they can have a similar kind of run.
0: And we will get to the coach and the quarterback, Ian, first on the free agent spree, I guess is the word I'll use this offseason to really try to you know, improve the team. And I thought the last quote in your story was a fantastic one. They can't call us cheap anymore. They can call us dumb, but not cheap. And I thought it was interesting that I think you either you asked him about it directly or he just kind of brought it up, that the Giants went down a route that I guess you could call somewhat similar to this back in 2016. They brought Olivier Vernon, Janoris Jenkins, and, of course, Snacks Harrison. It worked for a year, and then it didn't. But he had reasons why he thought this year would be different. Can you go into that a little bit for me?
1: I think he believes, and I, I'm not going to say he said this as directly as maybe I'm going to relay it, but I think he believes that he the, the character of the guys he's bringing in uh, this time around, maybe he's a little bit more confident in than in the past. And so now, listen, there were some relatively mild concerns or questions about Galladay, but when they had him in the building for a couple of days, I I think he blew everyone away. I think holiday went out to dinner with Jesse Armstead and judge. And I believe Jason Garrett and beyond that dinner, just all the meetings he had, they ran him through the gamut. The giants did of, uh, of of all sorts of physical tests and, and otherwise, and everyone unanimously sort of came away with the opinion. Yes, this is someone we should sign. this. This is a New York giant. And I'm not sure they, they, they were that confident in that assessment being the end result when he walked in the building on that first day of the visit. So I think that when you look at the fact that Joe judge is in place now as the head coach, I think that gives him more confidence that he does have a head coach with a culture and a program that leads to conformity. And he might not have said that about the previous two head coaches, particularly. So, I think that Judge's presence has, has really given uh, John Mara a lot of confidence that the people they're bringing into the program will, will comply with what Judge wants. And then, of course, that leads to the program becoming bigger and more successful and ultimately being a consistent
0: team that's,
1: that's making the playoffs on a regular basis.
0: And he did talk about and you mentioned Joe Judge a couple times now, how his presence reminds him of some of the old, other hard-charging coaches that have come in the Giants' past, which I think, to your point, gives him confidence that with the right players, they can build that type of program again.
1: And just look at what Judge had to endure his first year with the pandemic to be able to, as a rookie head coach, to now, you don't want to go 6-10, and 10, but I think most people would look at the way the Giants competed and, and played and finish the season, hey, this was a pretty good job for a rookie head coach. But the way he carries himself, I think the way that he wants to have a team that reflects the marketplace is important, particularly in New York, the toughness that he brings. And I had a, and I did a book on Bill Belichick where I talked to 360 people. So I know a lot of people who know Belichick well. When he asked Belichick's opinion on Joe Judge, when Judge was a candidate as a New England assistant, Belichick told John Mara, He's better than the last two guys you hired. I can tell you that. So that's not something that John Mara wanted to confirm or comment on, but I know that for a fact that was indeed said. And I think Belichick was right. And I think most people around the league looking at Judge and the way he performed in year one would would say that's probably a pretty good assessment. So I think the greatest confidence that John Mara has now in the notion that this team is trending upward is found in the person of Joe Judge. I think second... Of all, probably it would be the quarterback, Daniel Jones. I think people have more questions about Jones maybe than Judge, uh, just given the fact that he took a bit of a step back in year two. But he has the athleticism, the arm, the work ethic, and now with more pieces around him, this is a very, very big year for Jones, obviously. And I asked John Mara, do do you see this as a huge year for your quarterback? He said, I don't want to, put any pressure on him, and I don't want to say it's make or break, but I think he understands, like Giants fans do, that it's time for Jones to take a pretty significant step forward in year three.
0: Yeah, and I'll read the quote from your story. Every single one of our coaches loves the kid and believes he is the talent to win a championship. He really wants to be great. You can see that. I believe the sky's the limit with him. And again, like you said, uh, they're putting some talent around them, and they'll see if they can try to make that run now as they get a better team around him I thought the other or one of the many things that John said to you that were very interesting you asked him about the general manager Dave Gettleman and the quote that he gave you in the story talked about some missteps back in 2018 uh, and then he thinks it's gotten better in the year since so just in terms of what he said to you about Dave Gettleman and just where he thinks this roster is heading now as they've continued to build?
1: Yeah, I think it's clear it's an improved roster. And the big thing with John in answering that question was the relationship, the working relationship, the professional relationship shared by uh, Judge and Gettleman. If that uh, were not in place, I'm not sure that he would have, frankly, stayed with Dave Gettleman as GM after this past season. But I think he really liked the dynamic between those two. And hey, as you know, John, any any longtime Giants fan knows you don't always need harmony between the head coach and the general manager to have success.
0: Yeah, I mean, George, George Young and Young, Bill Parcells,
1: right? Bill Parcells, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, listen, we've seen a lot of cases in sports. Phil Jackson and Jerry Krause in Chicago yep. couldn't stand each other, but they were winning championships every year. So I, I don't think you absolutely need that. But... When there are questions about Dave Gettleman and a significant part of the fan base, maybe thinking there should be a change there, and you see him working, uh, I won't say in lockstep, but having a good uh, working relationship with the head coach, I think that's important, and I think John saw that and decided, okay, 6-10 and 10 wasn't what I wanted in year three of Gettleman, but I think there's enough progress here to give him another crack at it with this head coach, and we'll see how it plays out.
0: Limited Giants season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com tickets for more information. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants-branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to 250 bucks when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants. Member FDIC. And don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. One quote that I think he gave you that was interesting, how he's tired of telling the fan base that, oh, I see progress, it's going to come. And he actually said something I thought was interesting that he doesn't want to keep saying that and then see it not happen because he feels like then he loses credibility with the fan base.
1: That's maddening, right? To uh, How many years now have, have we seen John, uh, the day after or two days after the season, deliver similar quotes? And that's what he's talking about. I, I can't keep saying that because it becomes like Groundhog Day and I lose credibility and we're not getting better. But in the NFL, you need a coach, you need a quarterback. He believes now that they have both. Now, I think... Frankly, more people are confident in, in the head coach, even though he's only been here for one season, than maybe they are in, in the quarterback. It's clear that uh, Daniel Jones has a lot of talent. It's clear he, he has the work ethic, by all accounts, that he wants to be great. It's interesting because the most important talent a quarterback can have is the talent for winning football games. He didn't win a lot of games at Duke. All right, well, most of the time... His competition was better than uh, the players around him at Duke, uh, but and he he hasn't won a lot of games now as the Giants' quarterback. And again, you could say the same thing in the NFL. He he has often competed against teams that have better players than his teammates. But at some point, Daniel Jones has to elevate elevate his teammates, elevate his own play, and, and win football games. He has the arm. He has the IQ. He's got the work ethic. And we all know he's got the athleticism and running ability to really be a good quarterback, it looks like. He's just got to put that – it's a puzzle right now that needs some final piece, and, and that piece leads to, you would think, winning and winning double-figure games per season on, on a regular basis. And, and, and the additions here in free agency the return of, of Saquon Barkley, uh, hopefully if you're a Giants fan, adds up to that.
0: Now, looking ahead, you did ask him, with all the moves they made in free agency, he really doesn't think that there's a big need in the draft coming up here where they can pretty much pick whoever they think is the best player, right?
1: That's right. And he said, generally speaking, uh, leading into the draft, or even on, on draft day or night, that he likes to say, hey, who is going to be the best NFL player among the three or four people we're seriously considering for our pick?" That, that's the player I want. And he said, I feel that way now, particularly getting a receiver in a corner. I don't think we need that in this draft. You could argue you look at uh, the offensive line at guard or edge rusher. Uh, they have some needs, clearly, and some holes on the roster to fill. But I, I think that John right now, looking at what they've done in free agency, feels like his philosophy of let's just take the best NFL player. I think that uh at least entering the draft considering or, or assuming they don't make moves moving up or down that's the philosophy he's going to stick to.
0: Did you talk to him at all about any of the bigger lead wide issues that have come up here 17th game anything like that? I didn't want to push on
1: that. I had him for I had him going for a while and I thought of it and obviously those are the TV deal of course and another uh, major issues, even the ownership uh, change in Washington in his division. But I, I just felt my first column in New York at the New York Post, let's just make it about the Giants. And, and I, think, I think that you, you probably would agree with this. You've been around uh, this marketplace for a while, John, that a, a lot of different teams in the major sports in New York have made an impact over the decades. But at the end of the day, the New York's big two uh, are represented really by the Yankees and the Giants. When you look at – when you measure historical significance and accomplishment and just what those franchises mean to the marketplace, those are the big two, Yankees and Giants. And then everybody else kind of falls into place. And when the Giants are down for a number of years, that leaves a hole in the market the size of Central Park. It really does. So I think that if you're a sports fan, you care about New York sports – uh, it's just better when the Giants are good the way they were in Eli's prime, and I think that's what they want to get back to.
0: Anything hit the cutting room floor in the editing process of this that didn't make it into the story that that you like to share with the fans out there?
1: Listen, the, the Post doesn't generally like columns that run that long, So I, but I, I was able to convince them to let me on my first uh, crack at it go a little long in the newspaper and online. Nice. So I, I tried to include everything that was significant. So I wouldn't say anything... Uh, significant was left out, uh, but I, I do I do concede that some of the league wide issues we could have gotten into. I decided, you know what, the next time I get John, if I do, uh, we'll we'll talk about that then.
0: All right, then finally, just look, Ian, let's close with this. If there was one message that you think John Mara wanted to get through to the Giants fan base and talking to you, what would you pinpoint that message to be?
1: I'm just as impatient as you are, if not more so, and he doesn't just say it i think he means it when he says as much as you're hurting i hurt a lot more because i go home and i see that look on my family's faces
0: and i know how much
1: they're hurting and they're hurting for me because they know it tears me up inside so I, i do and that goes back to what i led with in the piece about john being a fan more than any owner i've covered over 35 years that sentiment and just being around him for a long time i know that is very genuine that this really, really hurts him, the way the team has played over, or the better part of a decade, and and he just wants to get back to that. Like I said, that '05 through '011 period, two titles, really a chance to win a third uh, before the Plaxico thing. So uh, that he he is dying to get back to that kind of play on the field and. And so that's where he is right now.
0: Ian, great stuff. I appreciate you you know, squaring some time for us here. I know you got Knicks heat tonight. I'll be watching too. I appreciate it, my friend. And let's talk soon, okay?
1: Thanks so much, John. Take care.
0: That's Ian O'Connor. He's back in the tabloids, back with the New York Post. We thank him for joining us, talking about his first story as one-on-one with Giants owner John Mara. We thank you for being with us on this episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. For Ian O'Connor, I am John Schmuck. You can find the Giants Huddle podcast and all of our podcasts, including Big Blue Kickoff Live, which is also live on the Giants app and on Giants.com every weekday at noon. On the Giants Podcast Network, which is presented by Investors Bank. You can find it on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're an Apple Podcast, please leave a five-star positive review. You can find it on the Giants mobile app and at Giants.com slash podcast. For Ian O'Connor, I am John Schmelk. And by the way, if you know friends that enjoy the Giants, tell them about the podcast. And word of mouth is the best way to help grow these things. For Ian, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle. Stay safe, everyone.